0: And all of this came from the fact that I just didn't really like to be weak. I wanted to be, you know, the one who had it all together. I didn't really like asking a lot of questions because I didn't really want to be told that I didn't know anything. Mm. Um, and that was really important to me as a young person. I think maybe growing up, I, I also wanted to always have it um, figured out. Right. And it was really hard to admit that I didn't have it figured out.
1: Welcome to another episode of the PHS College and Career Counseling Podcast, where we seek to enliven conversations around purpose, 21st century careers, and university pathways. It is our aim to educate, agitate, inform, inspire, and otherwise empower our students to put their best foot forward in the pursuit of human flourishing. My guest for this episode is a former corporate lawyer in Hong Kong and soon-to-be teacher in the United States. Her name? Pariah Radhananjai. As someone who grew up in Hong Kong and checked off all of the educational boxes, I was thrilled to be able to have this conversation with Pariah. Her willingness to share her failures, to be vulnerable with us as an audience, is something that I just can't express enough gratitude for. We all have those stories in our lives. No one is immune from making mistakes, but rarely are we willing to publicly share those experiences. It is my great hope that in her sharing, Pariah will loosen the vice grips that so many students feel have been clamped on their person, severely limiting their ability to move towards something that genuinely interests them. The other thing that came up from our conversation again and again was this idea of success as a motivator without ever really sitting down and articulating for ourselves what that entails. It ends up operating in the background, driving us towards its elusive, ill-defined goals. And at best, we assign the idea of success to some nebulous domain like earning potential or cultural perception around a career field. At worst, it stays hidden and needles our emotions, leaving us confused as to why these emotions are so prevalent. Like the greyhound chasing the rabbit, this version of success can never be caught, ever. And in the process, it does incredible damage to the person who's chasing it. Now in Pariah's case, it felt as if her soul was at stake. But enough for me. Let's hear from Pariah himself.
0: Back to when I was maybe sixteen or seventeen, just kind of thinking about what life would be like as an adult. Um, I think I really wanted to be impressive. Right. I didn't really know what that meant. I think the priority was still very blurred and very vague. Yeah. I was just like, I want to be successful, or right. I want to be impressive, you know. And I, I there wasn't much in terms of Let's details talk about to that. that. Yeah, because yeah. um,
1: I, I think that's a very common. Know, who doesn't want to be successful like yeah. no one enters this process going how can I screw this up you know <laughs>
0: Yeah. no
1: absolutely <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of fear around that you know mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm scared I will screw it up mm-hmm. um, but for someone who is really it sounds like ambitious and and wanting to really apply themselves how did that take shape so you're let's say you're entering the college process I'm gonna make an assumption that you've got a really good academic yeah. track record yeah so what are you looking at and what's success to you through the lens of that 16 or 17 year old human
0: prestige
1: okay. definitely so you're looking at what uh, country UK
0: I was looking at the US and the UK okay. um, uh, but I was I was swaying more towards the UK because I knew what I wanted to do um, was whereas history uh, slash law law was more of a sort of in the background something that I was thinking about but I ended up not applying for a law because I didn't want to fail to get into the best schools. Um, the competition for law was far, far too intense for me. Um, it came from a point of, like I knew that if I pushed hard enough, maybe I could do it, but I also didn't really want to risk not being able to do it. So
1: yeah. uh, you applied to, can you remember some of the schools you applied to? So, yeah. Yeah, say those. yeah.
0: So in the UK, I actually did really well, I applied to Cambridge. Yeah. Um, I applied to Durham um, and a few other schools, but those were my top two choices and and I got into both of them with conditional offers um, and I took both of them and I ended up getting enough points to go to both of them. So I ended up choosing Cambridge um, and I mean, it was I, so I also applied to the US um, and in the US I got into Wellesley. So it was between Cambridge and Wellesley, I was kind of making a decision and, and, um, I don't know what, I, I sometimes ask myself what, who I would be today if I had chosen the US. Mm, no idea. But I definitely made that decision because Cambridge was a better name.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Um, and that I felt would make my world, my parents, yeah. my community, my immediate environment more proud of me. But I got to Cambridge, and the first year was horrific, um, actually.
1: Before you get into that, just let me yeah. know, really quick and ask yeah. you about um, how much did you really know about Cambridge? Did you know oh, anything? Oh
0: God! <laughs> I've never been there, at least. Right. Um, was so
1: the first time I, you I, stepped on campus <laughs> was when you yeah. registered for classes or whatever. It was hop- yeah. Orientation. It was horrifying. Okay.
0: Um, I read the. Uh, it was lame. I read the official brochure and I was like, oh, this is nice. I mean, of course. And then I tried to read the the student drafted um, prospectus and then there were a couple more honest comments but I mean honestly that was probably vetted by the university okay. um, and I didn't know anything about the place I didn't what know. What your assumption about was
1: that you Ma- get, if you get a degree from Cambridge that the world sort of <laughs> I didn't just care. like
0: I didn't care. Yeah. I was like even if it is going to be a terrible experience I just need to graduate.
1: Unfortunately, at this point in our conversation, my iPhone stopped recording, losing a good 10 minutes of exploration around her experience at Cambridge. The irony is not lost on me. But uh, in summary, it was challenging uh, on multiple levels, interpersonally, geographically, and academically. However, in the end, Pariah triumphed. After graduation, she explored the idea of journalism through an internship, but eventually returns to wanting to pursue a career in law. This seed was planted early on during her secondary school days, and it's this seed that sets the stage for her second act.
0: It's kind of that simple memory that I had of what other people thought of me. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to be that person um, because it's always nice to not disappoint other people. It's always nice to satisfy that image that other people have of you.
1: Yeah, those affirmations. Yeah. They don't don't suck.
0: No, not at all. Um, So. Honestly, I had no idea what it would be like to be a lawyer, and honestly, I didn't really think about it. I, I also, yeah. I'm
1: sorry, don't mean to cut you off. No. I just, I think that's how we oftentimes formulate these things, you know, mm-hmm. our impressions of them, and but we don't think to take it to the next step, like yeah. I should do an informational interview, or you yeah. know, I should go shadow a lawyer for a day.
0: It's interesting because um, my husband is extremely good at that, and I've been observing the way that he does that, um, and I thought to myself, I've never done that in my life, like you know going to really big decisions in my life I never did that and honestly I uh, now that I look back on my law career I, I just wish I did I I didn't really ask anyone because I felt like you know no, nothing's gonna sway me from this
1: right
0: I've decided I'm gonna do it's it my
1: destiny yeah
0: who cares like who cares if somebody else is like it maybe you'll like it You know. so in, in a way I was very confident um, and in a way I also just didn't really want to bother which again looking back um, might have given me a bit speaking to someone uh, in the career might have given me a bit of color as to what to expect maybe it would have prepared me um, for choosing the right discipline to go into yeah. maybe corporate law was never right for me maybe I should have done another aspect right. um, so well. it's uh, yeah so I did a Juris Doctor um, because I already uh, had an undergraduate degree, so I did it as a master's. Okay. So the Jewish Doctorate uh, degree is two years, and then another one year of sort of practice certificate, right. things like that. So I spent another three years in school.
1: And so the one year practice certificate, is mm. that do you, who's your sponsor, or what, what context were you doing that? So
0: I, I did it on my own money um, because, okay, so this is, this is another sort of aspect of the story that I, uh, I don't really like to share (laughs) but I will share
1: Um,
0: so law school works like this in the penultimate year of your studies you apply to firms or you apply for a job basically let's say you want to be a solicitor you apply to a firm and um, they, you know you go and do an internship they get to know you over a summer and then they decide whether or not to give you a training contract and the training contract starts after you've done that qualification one-year program because it gives you all those practical skills, quote-unquote, to go and do the job. Right. So if you have a training contract, they give you the money to go and do the qualification year. So they sponsor you, per se, to go and finish your law degree. Yeah. Um, and then you have to pass that because if you don't pass that, then you don't meet all their requirements. I, so in the penultimate year of my law school, uh, because it was only two years, It was my first year. Essentially, you know, green straight into law school, you're expected to go and apply for jobs. You're expected to go and, you know, have a CV, have everything ready, send in a cover letter, go for interviews, get an internship, excel in the internship, get the training contract, go and do, you know, and then they'll sponsor your year and then you go and go to that firm and you work there for however long you want to work there. So there's a really clear path really really sort of set out for you um i tried that i applied for a job in my penultimate year no idea how to do it i also was not very active in seeking any sort of career support from university i also didn't you know make the effort to go and find people to speak to to get some advice so i sent out a couple of cvs and cover letters i was like oh everyone in class is doing that i'll just do that i suppose Should have gotten some CV advice, to be honest. Should have probably gotten someone to read my cover letter. Um, Didn't do that. Didn't get any replies. Everyone was doing interviews. Everyone got job. Mm. Didn't get anything. Um,
1: Was there any part of the the voice in the back of your mind thinking, I went to Cambridge, I got a Cambridge degree, mic drop?
0: Yes. I don't feel good about it. (laughs) Uh, but yeah,
1: I, I, I was just like,
0: I, I, am, I am above all, like, I, right. I, am, I am ready, like, my CV must be ready, I just need to type up you know, right. the basic stuff. Right. And that's no. not a knock on no. you at all, yeah, because no. I think again
1: that is the cultural narrative, that is the expectation. It's interesting, I
0: didn't take that personally, so I've grown up now. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel like because I went to Cambridge, I am any better at anything than anyone who didn't go to that university I also honestly I mean I also don't feel that um, my colleagues at my law firm who went to a certain university you know did better at work than others who didn't go to you know quote-unquote the prestigious top universities I actually sometimes think it's the other way around um, it's a sense of being street smart it's a sense right. of knowing when to do what it's a sense of knowing when to say what and how to approach someone how to step back uh, understanding the bigger picture it's, it's a lot of skills that you don't just get ingrained because you, know, you went to a certain university so you got injected with this amazing skill of being mm. super competent and everything no, right. it, it completely doesn't mean that um, there are some people who are extremely intelligent you know, went to the top universities and are very good at work yeah. So, so you know, that happens too, but it, there is no guarantee right. that just because you were very, very good academically, that you would be very, very good for the rest of your life. If you're always told you're the best, I mean, how much space do you have left, yeah. right? So it's really how much space you're willing to create around you because there, that's uncertainty for a lot of people. Um, and. I think academic excellence and sort of following a set path creates a huge amount of certainty for some people or it feels like a huge amount of certainty right. and that that's what a lot of people crave, right? The stability, the safety. But that's not growth. You know, that's right. that's a lot of limitation. That's a lot of following rules, that's a lot of tick boxes, like you said, a lot of checking off things off your list of
1: right. things
0: to do in life, right? But i um
1: what did you run into like what what you ran into something um you ran up against something eventually uh in, in your so you get a job as a lawyer as a barrister. Yeah.
0: yeah so it it all um so going back to how I, I failed um to get a to get an internship um in my during my law school yes, years.
1: sorry about that no i am, I digress all the time no,
0: I, no 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 <laughs> um a very difficult moment for my life um i being 20 i think i was 24 at the time i just said to myself look didn't work out i guess it's not for me i guess the korean law is not for me and i you know i i felt bad for sure i was embarrassed i didn't really want to talk about it but i also spun it so that i felt good about myself again Mm. so i i chose something else it was all by chance that I chose um, to work at a it was a boutique learning center, so I was basically a tutor and I was working in education essentially uh, I was doing you know college counseling I was doing test prep I was doing academic you know tutoring and, and different learning enhancement classes and things like that
1: you were feeding the beast
0: yeah so i um exactly i I was just like, yeah, maybe this is my thing. I'm good at this. Yeah. This is natural to me. Right. Um, but then The law thing, you know, it just didn't work out. It's just not, not the right career for me. So in a way, I was escaping, but it was also fate, I think, that I, I got the chance to go into education, and, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I really, right. really enjoyed it. Um, all my friends were leaving law school to go into a firm to make, you know, the five digits, and like you know, to embark on that ladder, and I was like, yeah, see ya, like, I'm going into education. And uh, then what happened was I realized that, oh, I, I didn't realize it, I, I felt, again, it was an emotion, I felt it was too easy for me, I felt I wasn't challenging myself mm-hmm. enough, I felt this is too natural for me, it's, it's, all wor- it's working to my strengths, you know, I'm, I'm really going into it every day feeling like, yeah, I can do this, easy. I get out of, like, I finish the day and I feel, oh, that went really well. Like, okay, I don't feel I had to work extremely hard um, to complete that day to, to, a, you know, to a level that I felt very competent, good job. Um, so I thought, mm, not challenging enough, not pushing myself enough. Um, and that's when I decided to apply for, for another law job. And I, I kind of tried the whole process again, but this time, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some advice because this time I really I really want to get there. It, yeah. it was, I wasn't just part of the, it wasn't going with the flow of the whole class doing it. It was more like, I've now decided that I want to try this and this right. is a conscious effort to go and try it. Right. Um, so I did it with a completely different attitude. I, I was working very hard to make sure I had opinions, to make sure I had views, um, but I also was so confident that I wanted to do law. I wasn't really listening to a lot of negative advice, like, as, as an advice, you know, telling me that the career is not for everyone, right. that it, it really could drain you. Right. Um, your soul is going to be at risk, you know, and I, I heard all I of that, that, but I was just I like, yeah, but I, I, I was just like, look, look, That's, guys, that's level the stakes. Yeah.
1: Your soul is at risk.
0: Yeah, my soul was at risk. And I was like, look, guys, you know, yeah. success. More important now for me than... Than anything, um, challenge more important now for me than anything. So maybe you didn't like it, but I'm gonna like it. So I went for it, um, and and I got it this time, and I, I got the sort of quote unquote dream job um, that I had been wanting to get. Right. So I reached my goals. I felt very successful. What, what I celebrated. The, what does that
1: look like? The quote unquote dream job.
0: Um, you mean in real in reality?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Um, it was
1: <laughs> no. you don't want to say you don't have No, to I do
0: I do I do want to say I do want to say it's really important um, it was a good experience as with many other things that were not enjoyable um, but it really it really hurt me mm. um, it made me I, I spent five years essentially doing something I just didn't see any meaning in, right. um, it really, really hurt me. It really hurt who I was. Um, I didn't really have time for anything that I actually liked. I worked long, long hours. I also worked weekends. I, when I wasn't working, work was on my mind. Um, it was really hard. It wasn't tough just because the hours were tough. It was tough because I didn't really like who I was. And I didn't right. really enjoy the fact that I was constantly doing something I hated so much. It just wasn't who right. I was.
1: And I, I made light of that comment about your soul being at stake. That was actually, that was actually no, very real for you. No, it really real was at you. stake. Yeah.
0: Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I knew there was so much more um, to what I could do with my life. But money was important. Right. Um, prestige was important career progression was really important and I guess I was still holding on to that idea of success Um, and it it took me a long long time I mean five years from 20 25 26 when I started as a lawyer to 31 those are pretty formative 20s Um, I spent all of that time doing something that I now look back and I kind of wonder you know other than the re- the skills that I did pick up actually I picked up loads of skills um, I wouldn't I, I don't think I will ever do it again yeah like I don't ever want to do it again you can pay me 10 times that amount and I still wouldn't do it again
1: what was the, the inciting incident as it were that the moment where you realize you couldn't do it anymore and you made the choice to stop what was that oh
0: there were so many it was a slow well, so they, decline. So they progressively
1: sort of built up.
0: Yeah. It, it was really just like... It, it, I mean, it started... I think it, the trigger event, per se, um, was a 5 a.m. that I did at home. I was working by myself at home till 5 a.m. Um, on an agreement um, for, a, for a deal that... Well, I don't care about any of honestly, corporate transactions to me are so disconnected from who I am that I can't say I cared about anything that I did. Um, I tried because I had to be there for so long every day. I tried to care. It would have made it easier, um, but I really couldn't. So I think there was one night when I was doing a 5 a.m. at home by myself and, and I just started crying. I was just, I just had no idea why I was still awake. I was so tired. But I knew that if I didn't continue pushing on and working on this, tomorrow would be hell. Um, There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of insecurity. I mean, a bit of sort of background, I was good at my job. There was no, I I don't think anyone at work made me feel I wasn't good at my job. I had lots of affirmation. But that really didn't mean anything to me at 5 a.m. the night I was crying on my own it really meant nothing it just i just felt like i I cannot believe i'm still doing this i cannot believe i'm sitting here at 5 a.m staring at these words that don't mean anything to me why am i still here what am i doing um and i think i really snapped i was just maybe i was too tired maybe because i had been working from whatever hour right like 9 a.m to 5 a.m i mean that's just unrealistic in any world
1: well and i think being too tired in some sense it 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 the ego can't put up as much of a fight yeah. and so the other part of yourself emerges and can and, exactly. and, and, uh
0: it's like letting out your real self insanity. yeah my soul came yeah. back and and I, it was not happy with
1: where I was, <laughs> was, was my soul came back off. and it was pissed <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> off. it was gonna have its day yeah um, well, yeah and, and I, I started writing down these thoughts and then yeah. slowly I developed a realization over time by writing down my thoughts that I just so like couldn't jur- continue like I started journaling yeah. yeah
1: wonderful that's yeah that's so helpful. super
0: important um, super clear as I read through my own thoughts, and just, what am I doing here? It was really, really hard to quit. Um, not because I wanted to do the job, but because I couldn't admit to myself. It was so hard to admit to myself that wow. I needed to take this risk, that I needed change. Um, I was scared, for sure. Wow. I mean, you're always scared, right? I mean, I, most of my friends in law quit with something lined up, whether it be another job at a firm or an in-house position, or there were so many, you know, set paths that I could have taken upon resignation, but I chose to quit naked. Um, I chose to quit without anything lined up. I chose to quit because I, I my soul couldn't take it anymore. You
1: just jumped into the abyss.
0: Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it in the first hour that I did it. Yeah. Like I resigned. And then the first hour I was like, this is so amazing. I've never felt so free. Oh, trust me next day I was definitely not that freaking person out. I was freaking out <laughs> so and I thought oh my god terrible things are gonna happen like I am now you know naked without a job I'm unemployed I've never been unemployed what does that even mean yeah. um, and it was dark it was it was really hard because I felt I wasn't worth anything I was no longer bringing in the paycheck yeah, um, yeah I mean I spent five weeks being overwhelmed by how useless I felt yeah. um, and You know, everyone around me was like, Prior, you're doing so well, you know, great job for getting out of the corporate life. And I told myself, I was like, yeah, no, I'm so proud of myself for doing this. This is exactly what I needed to do to protect my own mental health, to protect my own, you know, self, sense of self, and like sense of purpose, right? But oh God, it was so hard.
1: Yeah. Um, so you, you had, you lacked meaning you couldn't, you asked yourself why you couldn't answer that question. Yeah. And so you jumped off the cliff into the abyss <clears laughs> and, and then you had an to, image, right? But then you, yeah. it's going to be, you're going to, I mean, it's the hero's journey. You're down in the, in the belly of the beast. You're, yeah. you yeah. have to reformulate and re, Oh, uh, you have to change. Of, yeah. And you that's never going to be easy, but uh, I, I'm assuming where you're at now is you can answer the why a little bit better.
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I was always. I mean, one of the reasons it took me a year to quit was I kept asking myself why. Why are you quitting? Like, what is it? Like, what are you gonna do next? Why? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I spent a lot of time forgetting to ask myself why not. <laughs> like, why not? Like, what? What is okay? What is the worst? thing that can happen and and I am terrified of uncertainty I I am a risk adverse person that you know being a lawyer you have to be honestly there's no other way of being a decent corporate lawyer Uh, you have to be somewhat risk adverse you have to be scared about everything You're liability minded right so you're thinking so I was thinking you know most of the time I was asking why and then and then I, I kind of switched up and I asked myself well why not um that's powerful yeah so in the journey of feeling useless um i started to somehow i I, I honestly don't remember when what why how who you know brought this question up or or what triggered it inside my own mind but it really was just why not
1: oh i'm really curious to know so a where you're at now Mm. b if you had to go back and give yourself any advice or you were to come talk to my students and give them advice. What yeah. might that advice be? So start with A, where yeah. are you at now?
0: So I'm looking at a Korean education. Um, to, it was
1: easy. Yeah, it was easy.
0: See, going back to that, it was easy, and I thought it wasn't enough of a challenge, but that's something that's super important, um, right. something I've learned. It's playing to your strengths. Why do you have to go and do something else? So difficult. Why do you have to suffer? Yeah, when, you know, you your contribution would be multiplied in effect, if you were doing something you were actually good at, that you were naturally good at. If you're an empathetic person, go do something with people, right? Go and speak to people. You know, I'm, I am, I love conversation. I love play. Um, I love playing with kids. I love seeing them learn through play. I'm very empathetic. Um, I can feel emotions. I, I understand how people think and what kind of, what the thought process is. I mean, obviously I'm meant to work with people. Right. And I spent five years working with computers and papers and documents. And, you Technical know, I- Technicalities. Yeah, the, exactly, technicalities, liabilities. And the right. only moments I truly enjoyed in my corporate lawyer life was clients. Yeah. And, and that's, that's not even specific to the career. <laughs> I mean, that, that was just a bonus to be able to talk to people. And I, I just, I wasn't playing to my strengths. Yeah. Um, it's a
1: wonderful sense when I hear you talk yeah. about this. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, no worries. A, there's a, a saying of something online is a pur- you know, purpose, vocation, yeah. your calling. Yeah. You can't define it. No. It calls you. It yeah. finds you. Exactly. And, and so... It takes but, time, though. Yeah. It takes time. But I think that is a good... There, there are uh, signposts on the road, and one of them is... Yes. Oh, this is natural. And yes. it feels... It doesn't feel like there's a lot of resistance there it feels good or whatever
0: mentally i'm just so awake i love what i do i i enjoy every part of it i enjoy the good parts and the bad parts which is new to me because i used to you know enjoy some parts and then hated all the bad parts but now i I love everything about it it's it's so cheesy but i i love my job i love what i do Um, and that is super different
1: I think the meaning when you have meaning behind your work it makes the difficult it it makes the difficult parts yeah uh, bearable because they're meaningful because they're meaningful yeah because you're (laughs) fighting for something (laughs)
0: exactly and you're going through it because there is a purpose yeah there is something in there that means something to you and it it knocks on the right places in your identity right right? so for me that is that is the most important thing Um, I mean I just I wouldn't have known this though
1: right without having so experienced the, some the second part
0: negativity yeah I don't think
1: we're ever going to uh, you know what, disrupt a 16 year olds thought patterns that significantly but yeah what might you what would your advice be to some of these students who are entering this process
0: just remember that it's not a tunnel Like you don't kind of step into it and then you have to like run the whole mile in that same little space that you imagine for yourself Um, try to think of your next step as a dot, you know, like a dot. And then that's really the only dot you can see at the moment. That's okay. Choose something that makes you happy. And then when you get there, you'll see other dots. You know, you'll slowly go stage to stage to stage and and kind of different from what I did in the law process, for example. I just kind of saw this huge tunnel and I was like, I'm going to go into it and and I'm just going to, keep running through that tunnel it's, and and it's really scary when you think of it as a tunnel because you kind of end up stuck and that's not really what life is right. you want to be excited about what's next right. um, so at the end of the day things change you shift you change the world changes. You know your your preferences change. I changed. I changed multiple times in my life. Um, and right now, for example, I can only really see my next dot, which is I want to try something in education. I mean, where am I going to be after that? I don't know. Does it matter? You have to Honestly, wait for that
1: next dot to emerge. Yeah, not
0: really, no. because maybe there'll be a series of ex- you know experiences in my current experience, current step. That informs my next step. I can't just say I'm going to do this step and then I'm going to do that step and then I'm going to do the third step and then I'm going to finish. There's no finishing because you don't really know what's next. And knowing what's next is not always, like knowing the whole tunnel or picturing that whole tunnel is not always healthy or helpful. And it's not going to get you to where you're happy.